You know my things are long-winded. You all plenty of time. No, just like you, just like you did. Oh, wait, no. Your dick is so long-winded, Zach. It just never just stops talking. Talks it just goes talks forever. It just talks forever. Once they get it out, it just won't stop. How's your internal organs? Honestly, it's been feeling much better. I went running. I've been running a bit. I've been, uh, you know, doing some cardio. I've been doing some uh, light uh, hit exercises, which is high-intensity interval training. Oh, yeah? You know what that what that heard, little gig heard, is all about? I heard it's really good. It's very good. It's very good. Gets the heart rate up really high, and then there's a break, and then high, yeah. and then a break. Yeah. Cut the weight. You know, you just cut yeah. it. Cut the weight. Huh? You've yeah. cut some weight. How much was that appendix? You know, it was about a pound and a half. Hell yeah! Good job. It's a big appendix. Jeez, <laughs> it was pretty big. You ever gone fishing and you can't, you know, you get, get it. I got it. We got a big one. Yeah. That's what the, yeah. uh, that's what yeah. the surgeon. That's the dirt. And they, and they had, and they actually removed it with a fishing pole, right? Like they, yeah. That's, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's weird. They, they have all these high tech stuff, but in the end, when they find it, they just <laughs> shove a fishing pole in there and hook that's it. That's right. You didn't pay for the like premier level. As a Groupon I had for surgery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, when my other appendix needs to come out, I've got a free one. It was a twofer. That's pretty good. How are you doing physically, Doc? Me? Do you have any, have any uh, limbs come off or appendages? Let's see. Limbs seem to be fine. Append- yeah, oh, it's all fine. I've got uh, um, the crown on one of my teeth that had a um, man. Oh, so boring, the story. No. Cool. All right, cool. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe, uh, oh, the maybe, maybe Zach, maybe you can find another another co-host here. Come back uh, to me when you got a, a I was, spleen I was or a really, kidney or something. really low on tolerance <laughs> before we started, and now it's just, I'm, I'm done, okay? I'm oh, done. oh, that's where Sorry. we started? Shit. That's very Putin energy. Here, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about my tooth, but I'll try it in a Dude, Russian accent, please, okay? Please, please so, do. Right. <laughs> this tooth in my, uh, my lower mouth here, it is, uh... For, for a long time, it was great trouble there with it and lots of pain. procedures, and eventually they had the root canal. Prior to that, there, there was a crown. They actually on had to cut into the top of the crown. To, constitute the to, crown to was not perfect, I suppose. And it lots more I work. suspect the, the that at some point during this process, there is much more decay. They had to tear much more out of it. This crown, you see, they had not much to work on. They, so they had very my little dentist tells me. Left. Eventually, this will have to be implant. Wow. Wow. Good job. Also, just take them all out and get the veneers. That French accent was very good. (laughs) Well, it's that that age-old thing, you know, if you replace every piece of the the wooden ship, is it it still the same wooden ship? Yeah, Theseus's ship, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Theseus's tooth. German accents for citizen, Doug, you can do the Putin, I'll read the stage stuff. Okay. Why? Why are you here to destroy... Wait, is that... <laughs> was, yeah, that's, was that... yeah, that's a dead-on dead I, I already on can't remember the voice I used a minute ago. Dead-on. Um, <laughs> you, lose, you lose one tooth. So, <laughs> this is Putin. This well, because I hear that Putin's got a... a he, I, 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 people have said his voice is like higher pitched than they expected. I love it. I love it. I thought you were playing the crowd. I thought you were playing the crowd for a second. Yeah, that's what no, I thought you no, were doing. I, <laughs> okay, I love I love it. I love it's it. It's actually a multi-layer joke. I'm the one layer is really this. stupid. 
The other layer is slightly intelligent. I'm so. loving anyway. it. Wow. An onion. Here we go. Here we go. Why? Why are you here to destroy all we have worked for? Is it just you? Where are your comrades? <laughs> that's great. Perfect. Yeah, that's it. Is it just you? Where are your comrades? <laughs> here, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. Let's, let's, let's switch. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch right now. DK, you do the Putin okay, and I'll do the Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Why? Why are you here to destroy all we have worked for? Is it just you? Where are your comrades? I think it'd be interesting. Let's do one where you both read them together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Got it. Okay. Right on. All right. Ready, DK? Zach, you count us off. Three, two, one. Why? Why, Why, Why are, are you here, here to destroy, to destroy all, all we have worked, worked for? Is, Is it just you? Where are your, are your comrades? comrades? Wait, did you guys see the, the New Kids on the Block video from like, like not very long ago? You know what I'm talking about? It was like a, just a couple months ago. They made a new, a new song and video. The one that Putin was in? <laughs> yeah, it was, no, no, but it's it's got it's got all these people and it's got like a bunch of yeah, yeah. artists from that. Yeah, oh. it was a it was like a callback or like a homage. You might you might say yeah, kind of. It was a bop. I, I really liked it. It's cool. This is going to be a nine hour podcast, isn't it? Two lines in. <laughs> By the way, guys, I got to go. A young Vladimir Putin holds back a crowd gathered at the gates of the Ministry of Security in Dresden, East Germany, on the eve of the collapse of the Soviet Union. Hello, everyone, and welcome to History is a Joke, a podcast where we deep dive into different stories from history. This week, I am joined by Doug and DK. Neither of them What's have... What's up? What's up? Oh, Hello. I didn't want to interrupt your... I did. I did actually really want to interrupt. That was good. Yeah. Jab, jib, jab, jib, jab. Keep me on my toes. Neither of them have heard this story before, so they will be asking questions along the way and helping me tell this tale to its fullest comedic effect. What's up? <laughs> Today, we will be discussing the meanie weenie himself, Vladimir Putin. To get the best understanding of Putin and the recent history of Russia, we need to travel back to the beginning of the 20th century and the end of Imperial Russia. During this time, Putin's... I feel, yeah? Before, before, I just want to address the meanie weenie. Is that... Is yeah, that sure. Was there a little doll that he, like, uh, that made me think of a beanie baby? But is, this, is that... I was just thing? a... No, it's just a little, like, dig at him. I was... Clever wordplay. He's just bringing Vladimir Putin down a notch, you know? He's mean, and he's kind of a weenie, right? Yeah. But I so think... I yeah, he's was, a meanie. I figured Honestly, it was I an accurate descriptor. The biggest uh, insult to him would be if there was to, to have a beanie baby of him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm just pitching for merch for your show or whatever. A Putin baby? A Putin baby. A Putin baby. Bump, bump, bump. A Putin baby. Bump. Should we make that happen? Should we work on that? I think it would sell. I think people would buy the, the Putin baby. All right. Aren't you afraid of getting poisoned? <laughs> Never. I'm already immune to all poisons, so. Well, that's lucky. Yeah, same, same. After, after watching uh, Princess Bride, I pretty much just take a little bit of every poison out there. And I was like, well, why not? Why not build up a tolerance, you know? Yeah. I saw that a long time ago, so believe me, I've had a long time. So I'm mostly immune to um, fruity pebbles, yeah, and to fried chicken and pizza. Wow. I've been 
I've been I've been really I've been really trying on working those on those ones. So, yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. In that order, or uh, hey, I mix it up sometimes. You never know what order you're gonna get in it, yeah. right? Yeah. So, fruity pebbles know. after some fried chicken is delicious. Have you put it yeah. on the pizza though? Well, what if you had fruity pebbles as like the breading, like the you know in the for the chicken, you know, like sometimes you get like cornflakes breaded. Yeah. What if it was? See, now we're talking. During this time, Putin's father is a few years old, struggling to survive in the starving Russian Wait, towns. Yeah, Putin's father is only a few years old. During this time, the time oh, okay, that, okay, we're, okay. That, that, um, that we're traveling back to. I get it. Sorry, all this interruption. I, I can't. I just imagine like a baby's dad, a baby daddy. You know, babies having babies. You know. <laughs> Yeah, Putin's father's a few years old, and he's he's sired little Putin, <laughs> <laughs> little P. It was more, they were more homies than father son. It was like you know. Um, no, we're tra- we're traveling back in time, uh, and, and and just during this time, but yeah, this yeah, no, but this is good. So so the listener knows we've maybe we'll have to add some sort of like uh you know time travel you know sound in here. Perfect. During this You're time, welcome. Putin's father is a few years old struggling to survive in the starving Russian towns as World War I rages. Russia has lapsed on its social and economic duties to its citizens, instead attempting to keep alive an outdated system of unwavering monarchical devotion as the rest of Europe flies into the new century. There was a humiliating Russian loss to Japan in 1905, a mutiny on the battleship Potemkin, and small revolts and demonstrations that same year that all ended in unarmed protesters being killed by imperialist forces. Oof, that's never good. Unarmed protesters killed by anyone. Even just, you know, not even imperial forces, just any forces, you know. You kill an unarmed protester, it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's a low mark on your on your report card. You're not going to recover. It's kind of fun when it's fictional. I mean, you know, it's nice to like see that as like a way to build up the suspense in like Star Wars or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Empire, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to. That's p- part of a plot point. But but in real life, it's like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think it's too much of a hot take to, to say that, that we shouldn't have imperialists killing unarmed protesters. Yeah, that's just a that's just a great solid that's nice. Just a, that's a given. Nice. Yeah. You're both okay going on the record right now saying I, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I release your fact, yeah. Your Twitter. What's your all right, throw your Twitter gonna, handles out there and let the world let the world speak. Let the back. world be my judge. Exactly. Let the world be my judge. Was that Celine Dion? The Tsar's inaction after the assassination of Rasputin fueled accusations and theories that Rasputin's spell over the royal family, specifically with Nicholas's wife, Alexandra. Yeah, I hear he was love, Russia's greatest love machine and that he was the oh, Russian queen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, right? I mean, that is not, that is not off the truth. That dude was a, was a fuck machine, for sure. Uh, I'm not disputing that Rasputin <laughs> was... Well, here's the thing, though. It's, 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 isn't it, it, it's, it's Rasputin. It's not actually Rasputin. Just like it's not Vladimir Putin, it's Vladimir Putin, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's a thing to, I don't know, maybe Wait, I shouldn't even. it's Rasputin? You know a little too much about this. <laughs> Is it Ra- it, you're saying it's Rasputin? But no, no, it's poo, Rasputin. Rasputin. They're all poo-poos. Ra- yeah. Winnie the Rasputin. 
Uh, Rasputin. Yeah. That was a stretch. <laughs> uh, wasn't wasn't yeah. Rasputin, Rasputin tell fortunes and stuff too? Who am I thinking of? He was a, a, like a mystic, right? A he mystic. Was like a, he was like a... Yeah. He yeah, was a this was mystic. at a time that uh, Christianity and... Um, what you might consider secular occult style magic was very yeah, interwoven, yeah. Right, especially yeah. you know. I mean, it, it kind of has been throughout history, even into the 1800s, all kind of stuff where where farmers in America, in rural America, practiced magic and occult things regarding crop growth. Where they're good Christians who went to church on Sunday in their wagons, but made weird totems and that kind of a thing. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he was like. Cool, cool. Sort of associated with the church, sort of a mystic, yeah. you know, yeah, a little yeah, bit of yeah. so, sort of a dude who fucked women, yeah. and they thought he was a child. Like clearly, he had a thing with Nicholas's wife, and he was a little bit of everything, you know. He, was, he, he probably was that kind smelled of a guy. really bad, because <laughs> I I hear that he just like didn't bathe. Really? Uh, That's, yeah. That was part of he, the magic. He was a raging alcoholic and drug addict, and came from a very rural area of uh, Siberia. Uh, where, you know, um, he lived a, yeah, where he probably wouldn't have bathed much. Whether that changed by the time he was in the palace, I don't know. But, uh, um, yeah, he was a very large, sweaty, stinky, sexy man. Hey, who is this episode about, huh? Come on. But he didn't predict the future, did he? That's, you're thinking of, um, Nostradamus. Okay, all right, all right. Hey, you get him confused. Rasputin Nostrode. He probably claimed some bullshit just to get some action. You know, he's like, hey, ladies, guess what's going to happen in 20 years? Uh, the only, the only <laughs> thing I know dick. about him no, yeah. is, that, is that song, right? So, and, uh, Yeah, and how does it go again? Uh, you know, Ra, Ra, Rasputin, you know, uh, Russia's, fa- uh, Russia's greatest love machine. Mm-hmm, that's the one. So, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 anyway. Yeah, um, true. Oh, yeah. True. Every- cool song. It's a cool song. Everyone. Catchy, really Historically like accurate. Was that the was that the Beatles? Uh, yeah, it was the it was, it was it was actually the Eagles. The Eagles, so. the Beagles, the Beatles. Yeah, it was the Eagles. The when Beatles. the Beatles and the Eagles crossed over, they became the Beagles. <laughs> Russia's involvement in the First World War began to take a turn as well. Russian leader and Tsar Nicholas II decided to personally take command of Russian forces in the war. This connected the royal family to the increasingly unpopular war, made it impossible for Nicholas to properly govern Russia and proved the Tsar to be a terribly incompetent military leader. Public opinion of the imperial family turned even quicker and eventually eroded into a total loss of faith in the Tsarist regime. On February 23, 1917, mass protests began in the then capital of Russia, Petrograd, near present-day St. Petersburg. The protests started over food rationing, due in part because of the war. This was inextricably connected to the decisions of the Royal family. Whoa, Royal what family. happened there? <clears throat> Page turn. Did you have a little seizure? <laughs> Page turn. If he did, that would be a really awkward way to ask about it. You know, well, how would you ask it? Would you hint at it? Like, oh, did no, your say, brain... No. I'd say, no. I, I, Things I, go wonky in the old brain brain. I'd be nice about it, you know? I'd be like, oh, did someone have a widow seizure? Okay, now that's it's, condescending. How, how are you supposed to ask? Yeah, that's how condescending. Yeah, what was this? Were we like, were you getting little things to resuscitate him, the paddles? Someone have yeah, a seizure? Um, <laughs> Eight days later, Nicholas II abdicated from the throne, 
toppling almost 400 years of Russian monarchy and a nearly 200-year rule by a single family, the Romanovs. Think about that. 200 years, one family. That's... that's A country. That's a lot of years. I mean, here's the thing. How, course, what's that, England? That's about as long as this... Uh, well... How long is... Yeah, actually, how long... Oh, yeah. Uh, there's longer. You know, there's once as long. Sure. Uh, you know, Windsor but, House like, is probably coming on over 200 years. C- compare it to, to just, like, how long is this... Has the U.S. even been a country at all, you know? And... Uh, ten, ten years. You know, ten, Can you imagine right? the ten, Washingtons? The Washingtons are just still, still just, running America? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Soon after, a temporary provisional government was formed and took Nicholas II and the rest of the royal family into custody, where they spent months under house arrest. They started in a mansion with great comfort. However, they were slowly transitioned into worse quarters, eventually being placed on a soldier's rations and living under gunpoint at the Ipatev house, or the house of special purpose. <laughs> Was the special purpose to starve and die? Well, at, at, during this time it was. I don't know what it was previously. They're like, we're going to take all your special stuff away, but we're going to give you the title. <laughs> well, I wonder if, I mean, is is Ipatiev like a family name or is that like, actually, does that mean something like it's the house of special purpose or whatever? You would know. Would I? Why would I know? I don't know. Because you were. What are you saying? So, because you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the linguist. Yeah, you're the oh. you're the linguist. Uh, Talk me, to him. Let me let me throw it on here. Well, Ipatiev does look to me like a family name, actually. So. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Patiev. Because it, it ends in that ev, just like Gorbachev, you know. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, there's not really a translation for it. In fact, here's a fun little thing that you'll probably cut because it's boring. Uh, if you look at the. It's more about the, your teeth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, DK, it's not. Uh, it's about the the Russian alphabet. So, um, oh yeah, this they is have a letter. Everyone, listen up. Okay, so here we go. They have a letter that looks just like the letter E, the equivalent of the letter E. It's um, in, that we have in the Roman alphabet. But in Cyrillic, that letter makes a yeah sound. They say it's iodified, so it starts with a like a Y sound, basically. Right. So it's a yeah. If you put two dots over it, it becomes yo. Couple things to point out here. You ever seen the name Gorbachev or, or how, how it pronounced Gorbachev or Gorbachev? Have you ever heard that before, right? I believe it's because of that. I believe that there's some confusion over that letter. Mm. Maybe it's diacritics, you know, like maybe you can actually change um, and it's the same word, but it's they, they apply those in certain contexts. I'm not really sure. In some cases pronounced Ipatiev and in some cases pronounced Ipatiev. The first one I think is correct that I heard, okay. that I know. I know. So there you go. Yeah. All right. And then well, what about Gorbachev or Gorbachev? I don't, well, I don't really know. I forget, I forget the answer. I mean, I looked it up at one point, but it didn't seem important enough to remember, I guess. Okay, other linguists, that's at Douglas Swick at Twitter. <laughs> right. Get him! It wasn't long before the provisional government and dual power system began to fall apart. Vladimir Lenin, the head of the far-left political party, the Bolsheviks, consolidated power by refusing to form a coalition government. And soon Lenin and the Bolsheviks emerged as the true rulers of post-Tsarist Russia a young Joseph Stalin by his side. Hmm. Yeah. I used to think that was so funny, Bolsheviks. I was like, that's hilarious, because it sounds like bullshit. (laughs) Just a little fun fact. A five-year Russian civil war ensued, encouraged by Lenin and Stalin as a way to move farther away from the monarchical system 
as the opposing side was for preserving what had just been overthrown. This also ensured that Russians, who were not interested in a protracted war after surviving the world's first great war, would side with the Bolsheviks to avoid a large-scale war in the streets of Russia. As the conflict carried out, the Bolsheviks decided it was too dangerous for their cause to allow the royal family to live and potentially become a symbol for the opposing side. Around midnight on July 17, 1918, the royal family was ordered to gather in a basement to be transported elsewhere because the opposing forces, though sympathetic to the royals, were closing in. After a few moments of anxious waiting, a Bolshevik execution squad entered the basement room. A large truck waited outside to carry away the bodies and hopefully mass the gunshots. This was to no avail, as it took an estimated 77 gunshots and a plethora of bayonet and knife wounds over the course of the horrific 20-minute execution. Because the family was under the impression they were being transported, they packed their clothes with valuables and jewels. This extended the attack as the jewels created a layer of protection against the bullets and blades. Jesus. 20 minutes excruciation. Oh my gosh. That sounds now, uh, this... that sounds similar to your tooth story, Doug. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to say I It's almost be, as bad. between between yeah, between the uh, the the Russian royals and and me, I really don't know which uh, one had it worse, I got to say. 77 gunshots. Yeah, but, it was I mean does that shot. mean they had to, like, stop, reload? I mean, they didn't yep. have... Nah, well... Maybe. They might have had a lot of guns, right? They could yeah, have, like, here, I... hand me the other... Hand me that gun over there, Steve. Yeah. I think it was the fact that, the, that the you know, this was 1918, so the gun technology is, you know, 100 and... Yeah, but that... Whatever but... years earlier. Oh, okay, I think... yeah. So here's what happens. They're in a basement room. They're going to shoot the czar first. Yeah. Shoot him in the head, plow, 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 he's dead. Everyone, what does everyone else do? They stand up and they start running around the room. And you're pomp, 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 pomp. You get someone in the leg, they fall over, they start yeah. crawling. Pomp, pomp, right. pomp, pomp. Okay, my clip's out, give me another gun. We got smoke in the room from all the gunshots. All the doors and windows are right. closed. You don't want anyone to hear. It's late at night. Bang, bang, pom, bang, pom, bang. Now pom, you can't pom. see anything. And the kids are running around. They're screaming. Oh, God. Is, is that guy dead? Is he yeah. is he alive? He's getting up. I shot him three times. What's he doing? Grab the bayonet. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. It's not going in. Why is it not going in? He's covered in jewels. <laughs> He's got jewels. He's, you know, yeah. uh, they're crowding together. You got to peel him apart. Stab him in the head. You know, oh, it's God. it's hard, messy. The guy who That's was very yeah. unpleasant. I'm definitely going to start wearing yeah. more jewelry just in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in, you know, precaution. Yeah. You know the story of, uh, oh God, here it goes. What is it? There's some, it's some, you should edit this out because it's going to be both lame and boring. You preface that with almost every story you tell. <laughs> I believe I'm talking about John Cena. Anast Anastasia. Oh, yeah, the, the movie. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. This is a famous legend. Right. Because she was a, in, in the royal family, right? Surviving Romanov from the execution. Got away from that. Okay, that's what uh, I thought. Okay, good. Good. You don't have to edit out anymore. I'm not stupid. Thank yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. It was off the tale that that Anastasia or whatever survived this execution and went on to live. And then there was a lots of popular culture kinds of things. And then there was an Amazon show that was the Romanovs that was supposed to be uh, okay. if if she had survived and come wherever. And then these ah. were the surviving members of the royal family right. and what they would be doing today if they were still yeah. alive and that had continued. 
But back to why it was such a mess is the guy in charge of it was drunk and, you know, it was a very much a last minute decision. So you add all those, the hastiness of they weren't right. planning it, alcohol. Right. <laughs> and then, ah, fuck it, kill him. Yeah, the you jewels know. and ruples. It was a botched, botched job. <laughs> you could say. This 20 minute moment in history exemplifies the brutality of running a ruthless power grab. Lenin and then Stalin would continue this legacy of violence until the next massive European power grab, the end of the Second World War. All right, we got a Hitler and we got a Stalin. So I don't know if you want to rock, paper, scissors or. Yeah, who. who, who... Let me take a stab at this Hitler. <laughs> nice. This is it. We all must die. Take your little capsules I made with love for everyone. Mine is definitely the same as yours. It's definitely not powdered sugar. <laughs> Just kidding. Can you imagine? There's no way I'm letting them take me alive. <laughs> oh, that was poison. Damn, I wanted him alive. Take his body to Moscow. I, Joseph Stalin, will not be known for making a relic of Adolf Hitler. I will be known for my horrific humanitarian crimes. For example, men, go assault and pillage Berlin. I won't punish a single soldier. <laughs> I just want to point out that it's a uh, is it's a uh, Josepe Stalin, not Joseph. The typo in the script didn't really didn't really <laughs> slow me down there. You want me to give the the Hitler one another one, or are you good with that? That's good. In defense of his troops, Stalin said, "How could a soldier quote?" React normally, and what is so awful in his having fun with the woman after such horrors? End quote. These are the good guys in the war. So it's inter- it's also interesting to think war. You know, obviously in- up into including these days, uh, but even then was so much uh, 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 assault on citizens, and you mm. know, um, per- you know, personal violence, sexual violence is very mm-hmm. much a part of war and a tool that's used in it. And these these guys won the war, and they literally Viking style pillaged, pillaged Berlin. Wow. Yeah, literally. Isn't that interesting? Just to think about, like, yeah. you don't think about the end of World War Two and them waving, you know, the flag, the Russian flag on top of the Reichstag or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, you don't think about shortly after that they're like, okay, yeah, go ha- have your way. I mean, I'm sure that included American soldiers and and uh, yeah. the French. Well, but and like they were already yeah, soldiers. Of course, they were all caught all, up in all, that. all the like, forces that were there. We have the the Geneva Convention now, right? Now, like, I'm, wh- when did that get started? That was pre World War. I if I'm not mistaken, that's that outlines Two. things you're not supposed to do exactly with in prisoners and in war and, and yeah, 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 yeah. That was after and, World uh, War One, yeah. though, right? Yeah, after World War One, okay. and, and that was okay. obviously you know. So no that was in was, place when I mean, this happened, but oh yeah, both sides yeah. were torturing and uh, yeah. all all right. sides in all theaters of the war was there torture and civilian well, violence and, and war crimes and horrible. Ways Thank God we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Is that sarcasm? I sense sarcasm. For the listeners, Doug was going wink, wink uh, to the camera. <laughs> he didn't want your Twitter to blow up. Well, it's, it's already blowing up because of all the people t- asking me questions about the Russian alphabet. So. You know what's blowing up is your MySpace page. If the site is up, mine is up. I haven't seen it for like weeks, you know. After Germany's surrender, the country was divided into four regions. Because what else does one do after a war? 
other than divvy the country up amongst the four guys who were standing the closest. <laughs> France, Britain, the United States, and Soviet Russia all gained autonomous sections, cutting apart Germany and similarly Berlin. Yeah, it just, it just feels weird. Like, I didn't know that we, that as, I did, I, as an American citizen, I didn't know that we ever had, like, a piece of Germany. Germany, yeah. So. And, uh, I mean, that's why we still have bases there. But, yeah, talking about Viking things, it's, it's funny that it, it is also the same. Like, this is my land now. I come here yeah. with soldiers, my land now. You go. Yeah, basically. Me have. <laughs> yeah. You know? You I mean, that's monster? not even Viking. That's fucking <clears throat> that's cookie caveman. Monster. You go. Me have. <laughs> yeah. Stalin also got Roosevelt and Churchill to agree to Germany paying Russia $20 billion in then dollars in war reparations, as well as several Japanese islands and eventually Poland. Poor Poland. <sighs> Poland. They still have those islands, I believe. Oh, do they? They got a bunch of islands off the coast still. What but do they do with them? Yeah. Fuck with Japan. And us. They just grow weed. And... But also, poor Russian citizens. The Soviets estimated that during the Second World War, 1,710 towns and a staggering 70,000 villages were destroyed. And, Jesus. Yeah. An almost incomprehensible 26 to 27 million Russians were killed in the war, with millions more wounded, malnourished, or orphaned. I mean, it's hard to even... It's hard to even come up with any kind of a like coherent thought that you know makes any sense of that. You know. Yeah. It's just, you, how many? How it's many insanity. soldiers did the U.S. lose? It was like twelve. Five hundred thousand. But it was it was a good chunk. Yeah, it was not even in the millions, let alone the. But it wasn't it was even a six-digit number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is and and I don't know if it was. We've lost a surprisingly small number of soldiers, like after after the Civil War, and, and I mean. Vietnam would be the bloodiest one, but uh, you know, and uh, even that from the Civil War was reduced. But the foreign stuff, we really let the other guys. Oh, we're good at we're good at like pointing and getting other people. The amount of Vietnamese killed compared to American soldiers. Here, use the you guys use these guns. Yeah, yeah. You go fire. Yeah, yeah. no, that's we're kind of the man. And, and so twenty six million of them die, and we lose. Yeah, less than a million. Same in Vietnam, less than a million, and there were millions, tens of millions of Vietnamese killed, uh, you know, compared mm. to, you know, how traumatic and, and horrific that was yeah. for the American psyche and, and all of the uh, and all of America, a fraction yeah. of yeah. what that country suffered and Russia and, you know, uh, we didn't have our towns flattened. We didn't look like Germany <laughs> after the war where it was like right. ghost right. Yeah. of a uh, of, uh, civilization yeah. or Japan or... Or Russia. I was about to say we didn't have anyone invade us at all. Of course, there was the attack at Pearl Harbor, which you know. But and then January sixth, January sixth insurrection. <laughs> well, yeah. Topical hot take, hot take. That's at DK Reinemer. <laughs> hey, hey, call it how hey, I see. Hey. I call it how I see. Dodging blows, throwing jabs. <laughs> Two point seven million returning Russian prisoners of war were interrogated out of fear of spies and saboteurs. Into this paranoid and destroyed Russia enters baby Vladimir Putin. Born on October 7, 1952, in Leningrad, now St. Petersburg, little tiny baby Vlad was introduced to his first power vacuum when, on the morning of March 1, 1953, Stalin was found unconscious on his bedroom floor. He had suffered a massive stroke. 
whether poisoning or natural causes. You know, I think I was introduced my first power vacuum in shop class. Hey! When they had the... Ooh, it was a Hoover. It was a Hoover. It was like some kind of a... Yeah, and it would just suck up the, the sawdust from really far away. It was really cool. All right. Th- thank you for indulging me in that joke. It's, I, that you know, it's sweet. funny. I, <laughs> I thought it, and then I chose not to say it. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna let Doug have this one. I can see. Oh no! I'm gonna see the twinkle in his eyes. He's got it. He's got a vacuum joke coming up. Next vacuum joke is all you, DK. Whether poisoning or natural causes, his inner circle attempted to keep him alive for several days as they struggled to decide the next steps. Stalin never specified what to do in the event of his death. Several key figures emerged from the aftermath including Nikita Khrushchev, and a collective form of governing was favored to prevent the autocratic rule of Lenin and Stalin from recurring. There was a shared de-Stalinization after his death. Once again, Russia was fed up with autocratic rule. There was a TV show, I think it was a TV show, that was, or it was a movie, I forget it was a TV show or a movie, that was made fairly recently about this event, you know? And it had Jeffrey Tambor and it had... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Death of Stalin. Okay. Did you watch it? My housemates had it on one time, and I, I, like, I sat down and watched part of it. But And that's a pretty pretty historically accurate. Mm. It covers the couple days, and yeah, they find him. He's just lying bloop, in his bedroom, and they're like, uh, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And they bring him on the couch, yeah. and they all kind of stand around and scratch their heads for a couple days and, and lie to everyone and say he's alive. And lie. Yeah, there's, there's lots of lying, lots of paranoia. Oh. Yep. They weekend, weekend at Bernie's They weekend at Bernie's it. it. Well... They kind of did, and it was it was fascinating just how much nobody wanted to like admit and come to terms. Yeah, they don't know what killed him. It was a or it was a stroke. Uh, we don't know whether it was natural or whether it was poisoning. It, it very likely could have been an inner circle. Mm-hmm. Someone put something in his morning tea, and he took a couple. It was about that time. Took a couple sips, kaplunk in his bedroom. Yep, yep. He's just putting his tie on, or it could have been he woke up that morning and the blockage finally was a little too big and popped that that uh, artery and there we go i think it was putin he's one year old at this point so i think that's about right that's about right that's old enough or it could have been his dad who was what only four years old at the time right (laughs) in fear of another nazi style invasion remember russia was straight up invaded on its western border by hitler in an operation called barbarossa hitler conquered the western front with ease speeding towards moscow in a matter of weeks The Russian government sought to turn the eastern countries that lay between Russia and the threat of Western Europe into satellite states that could act as a buffer. Mm. This silent Russian invasion alarmed the West and only inflamed tensions, feeding the cycle. That's wild that it only took a couple weeks, though. I mean, you look at the Ukraine, like what's going on in Ukraine right now and how it's sort of, you know, it's, I mean, we're in what? Almost two months now, yeah. a month and a half. But what's interesting is, is, well, it took two weeks to get near Moscow, but they never conquered Moscow and they never took Russia. Right. And what's very interesting is is when the Nazis invaded uh, Russia, they got bogged, Ukraine was a part of Russia at that time, they got bogged down in Ukraine, in the Ukrainian mud, and their tanks got sucked into it. And just like what's happening now, you know, that really stalled their effort in kind of, you know, supply chains and all that stuff was just fucked because of the Ukrainian You could mud. say they were <laughs> Stalin. They were a Stalin. The same thing that happened to um, Napoleon, right? Got stuck in the Ukrainian mud? Kind of. He, he tried to invade Russia and was faced with similar difficulties and challenges. Yeah, big big train. It's like America. No one's ever going to try to do it. If you played Risk, you know. You know. You can't hold. You can't hold America. You can't hold it. 
Putin came of age during a period in Russia called the Era of Stagnation. <laughs> Self-described, despite the scientific achievements such as those in space, Russia had launched the first satellite into space, the first living dog, Laika, a stray dog from Moscow, bonus episode featuring DK, at DK Reinemer. Woof, woof. DK in the house. You can hear my incredible German accent and my dog act outs. And fly. <laughs> There's some great fly acting. There's a whole scene with flies. Oh, yeah. You'll have to tune in to find out what, that's, what the oh, fuck man. that's wow. about. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, f- the flies on the missile, right? Or the flies on the... Yeah. Yep. The first human, Yuri Gagarin. What is it, Doug? Yuri Gagarin. It's no, it's 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 Gagarin. Gagarin. Yeah, it's Gagarin. The first woman, Gagarin. Pronounce the first woman. Oh, okay, Valentina Tereshkova. The first person to walk in space or float. The first soft moon landing. And the first moon rovers, all Russia. What's a, what's a soft moon landing? They put a bunch of cotton balls down and then they just, wee jump. I'm up. assuming where it didn't break, where you didn't just, because people crashed stuff into the moon. Oh, so I'm I assuming, see. I see. I mean, yeah, it was like yeah. a intentional landing where the object was not totally destroyed upon landing. For a time, there was a relaxation in the aggression between Russia and the West. Though propaganda on both sides continued enthusiastically in attempts to distract from the harsh economic situation. Anti-American propaganda of all kinds would have been constantly barraging young Putin's psyche, continuing to this day. Apparently, Putin was not a good student in his early years. In his own words, he enjoyed playing in his apartment courtyard rather than being in school. His childhood teachers confirms this. Putin's teacher says he spent his whole life playing inside the courtyard. It's all he wanted to do, even returning to the courtyard during breaks or stressful moments at school. Hmm. His teacher also describes in detail the horrendous conditions of Putin's childhood apartment. He grew up on the fifth floor of a walk-up communal building, and there were holes in the stairs. The shared toilet was located below the staircase, ensuring it was always cold. No hot water, no bathtubs, essentially no kitchen, a single gas burner and a small sink in a tiny square area where all the Putins crammed in. The room behind the kitchen held another family of three. Sounds like normal living in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. Putin describes chasing and cornering rats on the staircase landing. He specifically remembers one day when a particularly large rat was fed up with being chased and launched his fat rat body towards Putin, frightening the boy and sending him running away. The rat takes chase, following Putin all the way to his apartment door. We can begin to understand why young Putin chose to spend all his time in the courtyard. Okay, we got little baby Putins. Who wants to hit up little baby Poots? Yeah. We should both give our try on this one, I think. Bouncy ball, it's just you and me. Let us run and bounce and be free inside my concrete box behind an iron curtain. One day I will be bigger and restore the glory of Russia. Until then, I bounce this ball. That's at Douglas Zwick. Yeah, no need for me to ruin this. No, I want to hear you ruin it, DK. I would like to hear you ruin this, DK. A bouncy ball. It's just you and me. Let us run and bounce and be free inside my concrete box behind an iron curtain. One day I will be bigger and restore the glory of Russia. Until then, I bounce this ball. 
I'm six years old. That was at DK Reinemer. Speak a little, DK, on your inspiration for Putin. I took the little Putin idea, but living in a house with no kitchen, he had to grow up quick. And so I imagined at six, he probably was more like he was 40 or 50. Yeah, like a dock worker. He's smoking cigarettes in the courtyard. You can edit that out. That was just edit. Just edit all this. <laughs> this is going to be a four-parter. Not a four-parter, but certainly a two-parter. Check out the next episode for part two of Putin. You can reach out at historiesajokepodcast at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at historiesajokepod. You can find us online at lavenderfingerproductions.com. Dude, you know what? Last night I dreamed that I met Paul McCartney. Really? And, um, oh. Yeah, I was I was at this mall and there was a Beatles store. Like it was all they sold was just Beatles stuff, yeah. right? And for some reason he was just there. It was so funny. I was like, hey, that's, that's Paul McCartney, and he 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 was he was crying. And I went up and was like, hey man, rough day. And he's like, oh, you know. And he started telling me about like all this stuff that like oh, all know, this bad yeah. stuff that happened. I lost my dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dog went <laughs> running away. I got from my dog. <laughs> Have you seen a little puppy? I'm looking for a dog. It's a, a wee chip little puppy. Name's Gimby. So how did you know this? Because I haven't told anyone this dream yet. So how did you know that? It's me, Paul. Oh my God. Doug, it's me wow. in your dreams. <laughs> this is such an honor. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever. All right. That's cool. History's a Joke podcast is supported by listeners like you. Find us on Venmo at History's a Joke. Mm-hmm.